0: Welcome to Novice to Master, a podcast for aspiring entrepreneurs just like myself. My name's Greg Blake, and I invite you to celebrate all of my successes, push through all of my failures. My goal here is to encourage and to inspire other people who are on the same journey in money making online. I'll share with you my knowledge, everything that I gain and what I've got to offer to hopefully help you push through on your journey. From novice to master. What's up, everyone, and welcome back to another Novice to Master. Today, I am joined by a fellow affiliate marketer VMC Pinella, who is on the show for the second time, and we're going to talk a little bit about what creates affiliate success. What's going on, VamC? Welcome back to Novice the Master.
1: Hey, it's good to be back on your podcast, Greg, as always.
0: Glad to have you here, man. We uh like I said last time, man, we'd have you back on. We'd have another conversation.
1: Yeah, um a lot of things have happened after the first episode. Um so I was really um keen to come on uh, another episode like we discussed in the first episode. So Looking forward to some really uh, good conversation on this episode as well, like we had in the first one.
0: Awesome, man. Yeah, it's, it's always good to have you back on, man. It's good to have a chat with you anytime, even off off the podcast. But uh, today, for everyone out there listening, uh, BMC and I are going to talk a little bit about affiliate marketing. It's one of the things we both do. So, We were talking the other day uh both of us have been working on our own projects separate of each other and figured we'd get together talk a little bit about what we've come to find out as far as affiliate marketing goes um one of the things we were actually talking about before we got on the show was and you had brought this up damson was the uh idea of where to start
1: yeah so um, a lot of times i see uh, in fact i was in the same ship uh, as a few others probably out there on trying to understand what is the right way to uh, get into affiliate marketing uh, there's too much of noise out there on the internet um, everyone is a affiliate marketer a six figure seven figure affiliate marketer but um, you know it's very tough to cut through the noise and um, you know, really get down to the bottom of how you can really become a successful affiliate marketer so I'm just trying to uh, touch upon a few points uh, for especially if uh, some of the people who are listening to this episode who are planning to um, get into affiliate marketing or they are working professionals or freelancers, uh, housewives for that matter, who have some spare time and want to have a, another stream of income that uh, they can make money out of. So. Affiliate marketing as um, very popularly um, you know, coined as a, uh, a way to make easy money, it's not really that way. Uh, affiliate yeah. marketing um, as such requires a lot of effort. Uh, it's not money that's just going to come uh, from the sky, just falling on your head. So there's a lot of work that you're supposed to do. Like any other full-time job, um, if you really want to see success in affiliate marketing, I would not call it the toughest, but um, even if you are trying to do a drop shipping or if you want to do a print on demand or any other way of making money online, there is no- nothing different with affiliate marketing. That's what I've realized with the last six months of my research and uh, you know trying to do a lot of things. So um, Greg, with um, your permission, I'll start off with what I think is uh, my point number one for people on where they should start affiliate
0: marketing. All right, man. Yeah, I I agree, though, about it being a business. It takes time, investment, and all that. Um, What you put in is what you get out, basically. But yeah, go ahead. Yeah.
1: So I think the the first point uh, that a lot of people uh, really struggle with is um, what kind of products should I be promoting? So I think you should first take one step back and actually understand what your area of expertise is. Um, when you know uh, what your area of expertise is it's easy for you to be able to position yourself as an authority uh, position yourself as a person who is trustable uh, knows the domain knows uh, in and out of the product that you're going to promote so that way you're very clear about um, what you're going to uh, pick up as a product which I'm going to talk about that as point number two but I think before you even start Promoting a product, it is very important that you know, what's your niche. Uh, if you don't know the niche, um, it's probably going to be tough simply because at least that's my take. Um, but if you know which niche you're going to belong to, whether it is health, wealth, relationships, you can fit into one of the three as um, uh, you know a lot of people say. So if you know which uh, of these three niches that you belong to, if you had some kind of work experience or you have a hobby that fits into one of these three or anything that you think you have spent considerable amount of time understanding about that particular industry or a vertical, I think that gives you a lot of um, you know, backup uh, when you start promoting a product. So that's my point number
0: one. Yeah, I, I agree with that. A lot of that depends on solely on how you promote it. Um, I've seen some guys out there who are pulling in pretty good amounts of money at, uh, basically just dropping ads in places for certain items too. I don't know how great of a uh, long-term idea that is as much as if you build around what you're passionate about, because it's kind of, that sort of gives you like a feel to it and it helps create you as the expert on it. So when people are looking at something, they already know the name they want to turn to versus just browsing on the internet and picking up ads.
1: Yeah, so I I completely uh, agree and buy your point there. The only thing that I was trying to uh, make it a point was that if you know the niche that you are going to get into, it's a lot more easier for you to identify the products, which is my point number two. Otherwise, um, if, you are some, if you are still not very clear about what your niche is and not very clear about what kind of um, vertical or an industry that you belong to, yeah, as you rightly said, you probably can look at some of the popular products out there irrespective of whether you have an expertise in that area or not. Start building your expertise around that maybe and that becomes your niche at some point. So that's another route that you can always take. But if you already know your niche, if you already have some idea of what you want to promote, that kind of really makes your start easy is what uh, my uh, personal opinion is. But yeah, I, th- I think I have seen myself people uh, doing it the way that you just mentioned. So um, we will park the conversation about the first point there.
0: Yeah, it was uh, it was kind of funny. I don't know if you've seen this video or not. There was one guy who actually teaches uh, that alternate method I was talking about, about basically just putting ads everywhere for products you randomly pick, um, going by what sells sells. With I don't know if you've seen this, but he has that mound of money on the table. Yeah. Um, yeah, you know John
1: Cristani, right?
0: Yeah, that's him. Yeah, I won't know what he says or what he's teaching or what he's doing because I mean I could see there is a value to it, but.
1: So he has he become an authority in affiliate uh, space. So I think people uh, do listen to or uh, sees any videos that he uploads on YouTube. So yeah, when you become an authority, I think the game becomes really easy. Um, everyone sees everything that you say or hear. I mean, you
0: know,
1: they watch or hear whatever you you probably put it out there. So it's it's a easier game said and done when you become an authority. But I think for majority of people the start is the problem and um, that's probably what um, we are discussing right now yeah so um, after you actually have some kind of clarity on what uh, area of expertise you have or what niche that you belong to the the second phase uh, that i think um, people should concentrate on is the the identifying the right products so let's say if you are in the uh, healthcare Uh, industry if healthcare is your niche what kind of expertise do you uh, hold yourself Uh, are you a a yoga instructor are you an expert in the supplement space are you in the space of weight loss are you in the space of hair loss treatments or you know I think when you niche down to that kind of uh, level it's easy for you to identify products which goes with your expertise because while affiliate products gives you a lot of marketing material, it's you who is going to promote at the end of the day. So if you understand the area and in the industry well, it's pretty easy for you to be able to position the product in such a way that the prospective customer who is looking at your content, the, the way you're going to get this product to the prospective customer, they will understand it a lot better than just using the marketing material that the company is going to give for all the affiliates. So identifying the right product, um, also not just the right product, but the commission structure. Um, For example, um, there is this factor called gravity if you uh, pick up any product from ClickBank. So gravity tells you the number of affiliates that um, uh, that are promoting that product. So if the gravity of the product is low, that means not many affiliates are promoting it. So you, you don't want to promote a product which is not really having any kind of, uh, um, you know, um, marketing that is being done by a lot of affiliates on the uh, on the network, right? So that is one of the uh, important things when you're starting off. So identifying the right product that you want to promote because you're just not going to spend a lot of time. You're also going to spend a lot of money, energy on promoting the product. But if it doesn't sell, if there, are, there is no market for that product, then probably all effort that you're going to put is going in vain. So second important piece of when you're starting off as an affiliate, um, identifying the right product that you want to promote is really important.
0: Yeah, I get what you're saying there about uh, when you're talking about like wasting money and all that, because it's basically, it's not, I mean, there's a few ways to look at it uh, on that statement alone is the fact that if it's not in your niche, or it's not marketable to your group, all your effort and any money you wrap into, it's not going anywhere. And basically anything you put into ads was a waste of time and money because of the fact that it's not something anybody's going to buy. Um, one nice thing though, with what you were saying about the gravity of stuff, um, if you think back to some of what we're taught learning marketing, a lot of times people have to see things multiple times before they're going to buy it. Um, sometimes it doesn't even matter who it is presenting it to them. It's just becoming familiar with the brand, the product, the results before they'll actually take the step out and buy. So sometimes I think what they say is it's up to as many as 10 times before some people buy. Um, seven
1: times is what I know. Seven times. Is it
0: seven? I think I've heard both depending on what you're talking about. Yeah, uh, I think
1: I, yeah, I think the, the point is that people should be able to see the product multiple times before they make a buying decision.
0: That's yeah, which Like you're saying with the gravity though, I mean, if other people are running ads, they've seen it a time or two. At least it gives you a little bit of an edge, plus on top of which the amount of people selling it means it's selling, obviously, and it's got value, otherwise it wouldn't be selling. Agree. Yeah.
1: So, um, can I move on to the third one? Yeah, go ahead. Yeah. So the third point that I feel is most important is choosing a platform for you to promote your products once you have um, the product that you have shortlisted. So. You could do it in three ways. Either you can choose one of them or you can uh, choose to do it on all the three platforms. So the, the three platforms are either it is text, which is basically a blog that you probably want to start um, or it can be on Medium or it can be on LinkedIn blog. It can be Quora. It can be any form of a platform where you can promote your products in the form of content. Um, so that's that's one way of promoting your products. The second way is going the video way. So YouTube is one of the popular platforms where you can create videos about the product that you have shortlisted, talk about the benefits, talk about the comparisons of the product with a similar product, um, and do all all sorts of reviews and um, you know, let people come and search about that product and you could probably leave an affiliate link in the description, which is the most popular way how a lot of affiliates do it. Um, third and the final one, uh, which is picking up a lot of page in the last few years is podcasting, which is only the audio way. So I know a lot of people who are not very comfortable either writing it or being on the video, but they simply love to be uh, on a radio. Um, so podcasting is another way. Um, one of the Uh, inspirations for me when it comes to podcasting is John Lee Dumas. So um, he does about, uh, on an average, um, $150,000 a month. Um, There are months where he has done uh, $300,000 as well. So I think there is uh, money in every platform. Uh, There are people who are seven-figure bloggers. There are people who are uh, minting money just being on YouTube. Um, So it's not about what platform. It's about taking consistent, consistent action. And um, you know, being able to pick up the right platforms which has either recurring revenue or if, if they don't have recurring revenue, they have a one-time um, high commission that they pay out. I would prefer a recurring, recurring revenue products because once you start promoting and you have people buying it and um, they just keep buying that month on month and the, it's passive money at that point.
0: Yeah, that's so, what… Yeah. Oh, go ahead, but
1: No, sorry. I made my point. Yeah.
0: I was just going to say that's what most people are going after. Those that recurring, recurring amount of uh, commission. That's actually even. I mean, if you think about it, you get like three fifty a month from whatever you're getting. That end of the year, that's what what would that be? That's like like forty some bucks a year. Mm -hmm. Yeah. If you get that multiple times from multiple people, it just it adds up real quick. And it might not sound like much to think about it out, out front, but Recurring is definitely where it's at, especially if we can get a higher ticket. Recurring, um, I know, I know, uh, talking about publishing and the platform you use, um, it's funny like bringing up radio because actually, one of the reasons why podcasting appealed to me was um, when I was in high school, I actually did an internship at one of the local radio stations. And Mm -hmm. back then, I really, really wanted to be on air. That was, you know, I was trying to get on. I had a chance. I was hoping I had a chance anyways to get on AM radio at least. That would have been so cool. Uh, Plus, honestly, one of my favorite movies growing up was Pump Up the Volume. I don't know if you've ever seen it.
1: So, um, there is one of these celebrities in India. He's a cricketer uh, called Mm -hmm. Sachin Tendulkar. I don't know if you've heard of him or seen him any time. He's probably what Michael Jordan to base basketball is. He's he's to cricket. Okay. So, one of the uh, uh, quotes, uh, all-time popular quotes of his is, uh, do dream, they come true. So, you actually dreamt of being on radio and see after so many years, we are actually on a podcast uh, recording an interview. So, yeah, I think it's all about, um, you know, uh, dreaming and actually doing things that uh, will actually... Make it a reality, maybe not immediately, but uh, in a few years down the line, um you definitely uh make it a reality and you uh, pursue your goals and dreams
0: yeah yeah uh, well the other thing I do for publishing, which uh is just uh it's something else I kind of dabbled in when I was younger, but i actually I have a medium blog too um, it doesn't get nearly as much attention as the podcast does, and I know I could probably monetize it pretty easy, but this has kind of become my focus. So this is where it's been at between that and my email list.
1: So yeah, the people uh, just to uh, close the loop on point number three. um, So either people can uh, be uh, on a platform like their own blog or they can be on YouTube, they can start their own podcast or they can be in all the three or they can choose to be on one of them. But Uh, Having a consistent publishing plan around the products that they have shortlisted is so very important because only if you take consistent action, have uh, a plan of how you want to publish content around that product will probably have a snowball effect. They may not see results immediately. You should not be disheartened if you don't um, see a sale after writing a 2500 word blog or there is a review of a product that you have done for uh, a 90 minute video or you had 10-15 people that you brought on your podcast and uh, talked about the benefits of the product that you are trying to promote. None of these probably may or may not bring the amount of sales that you want to have. But I think uh, content in any form will only take um, you know, that amount of time before it just goes uh, to another level altogether. It can be flat, but the wave can just go uh, bizarre at some point and from there it actually picks off. Um, I was I was reading uh, a blog on SEO the other day. So on an average, if you write a blog post with the right amount of keywords and probably say about 1500 words as an average, it takes about six to eight months for it to uh, go to its full potential. So YouTube probably may be a little faster, maybe podcasting now becoming a rave among a lot of people may reach to your audience a little faster. But I think the point I'm trying to make is that everything will take time before you actually want to see the kind of results that you want to.
0: Yeah, this isn't, none of it's a get rich thing, not get rich quick. Absolutely
1: not. Yeah, absolutely not. So once you know the platform where you want to publish and promote your products, the next important thing, the fourth one on the list is basically create a squeeze page or a lead magnet page the reason why it is so important is that a lot of platforms do not allow you to put your affiliate affiliate link directly where it uh, takes your prospective customers to the page where they can buy the product. So, <clears throat> excuse me. So you have to have a page where you talk about the product. You have a pre-frame um, um, video or a pre-frame sales page where you talk about the product and then you take them to the affiliate uh, page of the product where you want your prospective customers to buy the product right so on that page essentially what you do is collect the details of the prospective customer which you can always then use for um, uh, you know sending them direct emails so you basically which is my next point um, which is email marketing so once you have the contact details of your prospective customer if they haven't bought and you could do a lot of this um, automation through email automation softwares like active campaign get or convertkit there are a lot out there so you can create the automation you can have a different sequence of emails going to people who have bought the product you can have a different sequence of emails going to people who have gone till the cart but have but abandoned there You can have a different sequence of people who have just given their email ID but never went to the sales, the affiliate page of the product that you are selling. So each of these have can have their own um, email sequence, and that's the best part of email marketing. So that is something that is very important. So you have a squeeze page, pre-frame them before you send them to the affiliate offer. Maybe add some of your bonuses if you think why they should buy that product from your affiliate link. A lot of people promote the same product, so. You probably want to create more value uh, around the product that they are going to buy. And uh, then leverage uh, email marketing, which is the sixth point on my list, Uh, which would essentially give you a a platform for uh, you to send the links of the affiliate products directly. So you don't need to have a bridge page again, because you've already collected these details through a bridge page. So email marketing is is probably where the money is, as as they say in the internet world, Uh, the money is in the list. So the more your list. uh, And uh, I have a question for you. So you have been doing email marketing for um, quite some time. So what do you prefer? Um, uh, A a single opt-in or a double Uh, opt-in? Which one do you think works better?
0: I think a lot of it depends on what method you use for getting uh, your opt in. Like for example, if I'm actually giving something away for free and they're actually making the effort to go get it and they have to go and they download it so I can actually see whether or not they've even clicked from the first email to get the link to get the free thing. It gives me mm-hmm. a little bit better of idea of the fact that they definitely want to be there versus if it's just a lead generation and a squeeze page where i'm showing them some information after with no you know prize dangling in the back uh i think honestly you're better off with that one to have the double opt-in versus when you're giving away the freebie basically them downloading the freebie is like a second opt-in they They've pretty much said yes i want to be here i want what you have um in all honesty though i have experimented some with it and i mean you know i have traffic jackers which is one of the lists that I have where you actually, I I give free, you know, tips and how to do stuff for traffic, how to create traffic, bring it in, how to convert it and how to use uh, different methods in order to basically jack traffic from influencers. And on that one, I started out as a double opt-in. I started to notice that my conversion rate was, it was a little bit lower, but, I got people who actually wanted to read my emails and all of everybody, at least 50, 25 to 50% of the entire list read every email. And then I had the other one, which was another, uh, run, I guess you'd say, which was with my partner with Anthony program that I'm actually affiliating for right now. And I left it as a single opt-in to try to, because one of the people I talked to who was kind of coaching me on email marketing, they had said that basically any name that gets on there has an interest. You don't really need to double opt in because of the fact that if they didn't want to be there, they'd have never put their, their, you know, information in. But the thing is without the double opt in on that list, because I can't check to see whether or not they're opening to get a freebie because essentially what I'm offering is a course that's, It it taught me what I know about affiliate marketing, some of what I know about email marketing, and a little of what I've learned about traffic. But uh, a lot of it, it actually, it teaches you so much more beyond that. So it's a really good course, but because of the fact that it's like a low ticket course, I figure there's going to be more interest in the course itself because the value of it is so much higher than the price of it. Yeah, you know, I figured the opt-ins would have been enough, but it, in all honesty, I'm seeing open rates of as low as 5% on that list because mm-hmm. apparently a lot of these people that opted in weren't as interested as they thought they were when they opted in and got the information to begin with. So okay. it's kind of, it's sort of like, I guess a dozen to one fold to another kind of thing. Yeah. Some of it depends on. You know where you're getting your ads how you're bringing them in there's a lot of a lot of little contingents to it true true
1: yeah so um so that was my um sixth point about email marketing on how you can create a squeeze page or a lead magnet page send your traffic whether it is free or organic when you're going through a paid form of uh, sending traffic to your affiliate link I think the only way that you could do is basically uh, through a bridge page. Facebook, Google or any other paid platforms where you want to have paid traffic coming to your affiliate offer will not allow if there is a bridge page. So that way I think it's a best practice even if you are going through organic traffic by talking about it on your blog or on your video or on a podcast. It's always good to capture the details of the prospective customer before you let them go and purchase the product that you're promoting. So, yeah, so that that kind of brings me to the end of um, email marketing. So from here, I think the process is only rinse and repeat. So till you have a product in mind, till you know the niche that you are uh, in and what kind of product you want to promote, and you have a platform where you're constantly publishing about uh, the product in a different angle every time that you're talking about the product, And then you create a squeeze page or a lead magnet page, getting the traffic from different platforms, whether it is publishing it on Facebook, on your page, um, or or you have a group that you have created for yourself where you are attracting people who are probably the prospective buyers of your product, uh, maybe not immediately, but in the future, Uh, you are answering questions on Quora or you have a um, blog on Medium or you have your own podcast so all of these congregations of people who want to probably buy your product i think you send them uh, to your lead page your your squeeze page con- you know capture their contact details then do email marketing so this is what i would probably rinse and repeat if i am starting off as an affiliate today so um, maybe once i am done i see some success there is some kind of money flowing in uh, i know um, you know this particular product is uh, going going well and I have some more bandwidth at that point to be able to add a second product whether it is from the same niche or whether it is uh, from a different niche. I'll then probably have another um, product in pipeline and then probably go through the same process that I saw success with my product one. So that's essentially how I would probably do affiliate marketing if I'm starting off today.
0: Yeah, I know uh- seems like most of what everybody's going to anymore is the creating your own tribe or your own groups on Facebook seems to be the most popular way of trying to do that because it honestly it lets you pre-qualify your leads and stuff. But uh, I know quite a few people have been running Facebook ads and I don't know if you saw this or not. Did you see Facebook ads it's changing again?
1: Yeah. So you No more webinars. I think it is still a rumor to be very honest. there's no There's no official announcement on that yet. But I've been following that post, probably that's the same post we both have been following. Um, So, um, Facebook may not allow ads directly to your auto webinar or your evergreen webinars anymore. So yeah, even so I was just thinking about that yesterday night. So even in in those cases, you could still send them to a squeeze page where you are giving them something of the most valuable thing that you probably want to charge but you don't want to do that because there's so much value in that freebie that you're going to give. Collect the details and on the thank you page, you actually can host your webinar. Yeah,
0: I think so, there are. Oh, go ahead.
1: Yeah, so there are platforms like Webinar Jam or even on um, ClickFunnels, you can have uh, Evergreen Auto Webinar that you can host. So you could you could probably send your traffic to a squeeze page, give them the freebie that you are uh, giving for exchange for their uh, contact details. And on the thank you page, you're actually take, taking them through the value ladder. So if, if your lead magnet is your basic low ticket offer, then you're taking them to your next, val- next product on the value ladder, which is probably your webinar and from there it is probably on the webinar you are probably selling a tripwire maybe at 47 or 97 then on the the third step of your value ladder you are actually upselling them a 497 or a 997 which is your core offer and from there it is probably a one on one coaching or a mastermind or your inner circle or whatever that's your highest value ladder product that you could probably pitch so that's essentially how i'm I don't think it's going to leave people poor. Um, uh, maybe it would have been easy if, if Facebook allowed to do what they have already been doing. But I don't think the businesses are going to shut down because there is always a, another way of doing it. Um, you know, people will figure out something or the other. So yeah, I I, I really don't think it is. it will kill the webinar um, strategy as such but people will figure out a different way of doing and it's good, I mean, people can get more creative with their marketing, It's that that's what I see.
0: Yeah, I think it'll open up the door to a whole lot more of actual video ads versus the picture, or the little gif where you'll actually get information directly from the ad. Um, yeah. Actually though, on the note of that just being a rumor, I actually got an email today, uh, have you ever heard of two hour agency? Have you seen any of the ads for it? It's a book oh. and it's a training, they actually train you on setting up your own agencies and all that. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm actually on one of their lists. They sent me an email today, which was a screen capture of uh, the Facebook ads team from Facebook mm-hmm. that told them that they needed to start considering moving away for webinars. There was talk of going away with them and in prep, they needed to prepare not to be able not to be doing them anymore. So it actually looks like there is some substantiation behind that claim.
1: Yeah, the contrary to that point, I think I saw the image. I don't know if it was from that agency that you're referring to. But contrary to that, I think a lot of people kind of um, showed that uh, post away simply because they felt that um, one executive uh, of Facebook probably can end up giving a wrong information and it happened a lot of times. The same information asked by uh, another executive may be entirely different. So they are still not very clear about how genuine that information is because there is no official word on that. But yeah, maybe this discussion uh,
0: for another day. I don't. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see. But anyways, man, uh, thanks for coming back on the podcast again with me today.
1: Pleasure here. Yeah.
0: So uh, you want to leave everybody some information where they can find you at and connect with you?
1: So uh, they can find me on my website, which is VamsiPanala.com and that's my Twitter handle and um, that's the name they can find me on almost any social media, whether it is Quora, whether it is my Facebook page uh, or any other platform. So yeah, if if they can search for Vamsi Panala, I think um, that would be where I am and almost all the social platforms with the same
0: name. Awesome, man. Well, hey, thanks for uh, setting the the time aside and coming on the show and having a conversation with me here. And we'll have to have you on again and see where you are here in a little bit. Yeah,
1: pleasure as always. Thanks, Greg. See you.
0: So if you're interested in affiliate marketing or would like to get into it or possibly just get some more information, go to www.pwaff.com slash n. The number two M and check it out. It's actually the partner with Anthony Page. Anthony Morrison runs the program. He's really huge affiliate marketer. He teaches you his methods for success as well as how to create your online business. He also gets you in with some programs that have a really good commission rate and will continue to pay you because most of them are monthly. So go ahead and check that out. I'll put the link in the bio. I hope the information in this podcast helps you out and that you enjoy listening to it as much as I enjoy recording it. Make sure you give us a like, a follow, subscribe, or download and share it with a friend. Also, please leave some comments and some reviews. And over at Anchor, you can leave us a voice note. If you feel like reaching out to us, go ahead and search for us. We're at N2M Podcast over at Facebook. Till next time.